Welcome to the Dynasty Defined Podcast, a show discussing what is going on with the greatest dynasty in sports, the Oklahoma State Cowboys wrestling program. I'm your host, Lee Cothran, and today we've got a great interview lined up with Boo Llewellyn, the uh, two-time All-American from Mustang, and UConn is uh, um, joined us and tells his story. A lot of great stuff in there about uh, overcoming adversity, um, sticking with it, and and really uh, uh, having that dog in you to to go out and, and just fight through whatever you're going through and, and making the best of your position in this world. So uh, great interview there. Definitely stick around for that. Boo is getting pretty deep into his uh, mortgage lending business. So if you have any questions about real estate, uh, we mentioned it a couple times in the podcast, but I'd be remiss if we didn't do that here. Um, we want to make sure that we go to Boo for mortgage help. So he can be found on social media at Boo underscore loans. Um, he's got a website uh, that you can go check out. Um, I'm sure if you just search Boo Llewellyn uh, loans, you'll get there. Um, and uh, Really, that's what this is all about. We want to help out Oklahoma State guys and help them if they've got something that they're trying to succeed at. We want to help them succeed. So excited to uh, plug his business there for him. So uh, it sounds like he's licensed to operate. And again, we mentioned this in the podcast a few times, but licensed to operate in um, Oklahoma, Arkansas, uh, Kansas, Texas, and Alabama. So uh, some pretty exciting places there for some folks to, uh, you know, if you're looking to buy up some real estate, real estate, um, exciting stuff down there, but enjoy the interview with Boo, a few housekeeping items that I wanted to, um, take care of here. Apologies. There is some background noise in this episode that, uh, I'm going to try to not let happen again, but unfortunately there's a, uh, a, a dog situation that, uh, um, impeded upon this episode so you're going to hear some puppy noises in the background as well as that said puppy dropping a toy repeatedly when I was trying to get him under control so apologies for that and uh, that audio issue uh, we'll try not to let it happen again um, and then I also want to make sure uh, that we talk about the Cowboy Wrestling Club and RTC um, their website has been released. So if you go to so if you go to cowboywrestlingclub.com, uh, you'll be able to look at the history of the Cowboy Wrestling Club and RTC, the current team and lineup, the current coaches. And then most importantly, you can join the Cowboy Wrestling Club. So there are different tiers of membership there available. Um, there's the Joe C donation level. Uh, the Tommy Chesbro donation level, Myron Roderick, Art Griffith. You see where this is going, Ed Gallagher and John Smith. Um, so there's these different levels, and, and there's going to be a lot of exclusive things that come along with those different donation levels. Um, but if you're just a member of the uh, Cowboy Wrestling Club at any level, um, you're going to get access to exclusive Cowboy Wrestling Club gear. You're going to get an exclusive newsletter, uh, which yours truly is going to be writing. 
Um, there is going to be special episodes of the Dynasty Defined podcast that will be exclusive to Cowboy Wrestling Club members. Uh, you'll get early access to those interviews with uh, uh, certain athletes and coaches. So make sure to um, um, go and, and join the Cowboy Wrestling Club. That money, we'll, we'll have a full episode on it and bring on some people to talk about it at some point, but that money... Um, is going to go towards bringing in uh, more coaches to work technique with uh, the senior level athletes at the Cowboy Wrestling Club as well as the the kids at the Cowboy Wrestling Club. So uh, as Ethan Kyle and the folks at Stillwater High School continue to um, build up that program and uh, really turn it into a national power, um, the Cowboy Wrestling Club is going to be instrumental in that. Um, so they're going to bring in coaches. They're going to bring in uh, senior level guys who are trying to develop. And to do that, you know, you need to be able to pay them a salary. So um, that's something that's been out there for a few years now where, look, if you want a Jordan Oliver, an Alex Daringer, a Derek White to stay in Stillwater, you need to be able to pay them. And that's what these funds are going to do. So your every donation counts, whether it's five dollars a month or or five hundred dollars a month. So um, make sure to go join that uh, club. There will also be a lot of. It sounds like we're going to do giveaways. Uh, that is going to be um, lunch with John Smith or dinner with John Smith or a spot in the golf tournament that's going to take place in October. So. A ton of great stuff going on with the Cowboy Wrestling Club. Uh, this is something that's been asked about for a long time from the fan base. Why aren't we doing this? Why are we behind the eight ball on this? And look, one of my peers said, you know, this is kind of embarrassing that it took us this long. And the reality is, sure, it, it did, but it's happening, right? We're doing it now, jumping in with both feet. And making it happen. So it's a really exciting time to be involved with the Cowboy Wrestling Club. I definitely highly recommend everybody uh, go out and, and, and make sure you're a part of it. And um, This podcast is, you know, our goal from the start has been to help um, affect positive change within Cowboy Wrestling. Uh, to put out positive stories. To make sure that people know the stories around cowboy wrestling what's happening uh, who's involved why it's important for oklahoma state and why it's important for you in oklahoma state or a wrestling fan so um, really exciting stuff there with the cowboy wrestling club really really excited and honored that they they've asked me to be involved with that um on top of all of that um, in the next week or two we're gonna have uh, Ryan Warner come on the podcast we're going to recap Final X talk about what went down in Stillwater uh, talk about the New York City tournament as well as the U20 and U23 tournaments which um, because of the implementation of the Cowboy Wrestling Club and some of the changes that have taken place there we sent more guys to U20 and U23 than we have in years and years and years and out of that, you know, you had, I think, five place 
winners in those tournaments. Um, and then, of course, you're going to have Braden Thompson, a, a commitment who is going to represent Team USA at the Junior World Championships. So uh, really exciting stuff going on with the Cowboy Wrestling Club, with Cowboy Wrestling, with the podcast and everything. So uh, thanks, everybody, for your continued support. Um, as I've talked about, everything that uh, is going on here is is going straight back into that Cowboy Wrestling Club. So again, I'm really excited to be involved with it, and um, I'm excited that they've asked me to do that. So um, we'll keep you tuned, and again, over the summer, we'll bring on some more people to talk about what's going on there and uh, and how we can continue to make it better and build it as fans. Uh, again, every single one of you counts. So make sure that you um, do your part, and I think that Cowboy Wrestling is going to do their part to make it right for you. So um, with that, let's get on to this talk with Boo. Dynasty Defined fans, this is uh, an exciting episode that we've we've got going for you. We've got Boo Llewellyn on the on the call with us. Uh, uh, Boo is a three-time Oklahoma State high school champion, a three-time Big Twelve champion, a two-time All-American, finishing eighth and fourth respectively in the two NCAA tournaments he participated in, and he posted an eighty-five and seventeen record in his time in Stillwater. Uh, now operating Boo Loans out of Edmond, uh, you, you can get a get in touch with him anytime you need to uh, uh, get a mortgage in Oklahoma, uh, Texas, Kansas, Arkansas, or uh, if you need a, a little beach house there in Alabama, he'll help you out. So, um, Boo, thanks so much for coming on. Heck yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Like you said, if you need any mortgage advice or questions about that, feel free to reach out to me on social media or um I'm sure you can find my, my phone number. It's on all over social media as well. So uh, reach out to me. Awesome. Well, Booth, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. So um, we really want to just understand how'd you get started in wrestling? Tell, tell us about your come up. Yeah. So, uh, man, when I was about, I don't know, maybe three or four years old, my dad, he helped coach at a, a little league wrestling program here in Mustang, Oklahoma. So that's where I grew up at. Um, and then he, you know, he helped out there for a while, and and then we, uh, I think I got started going to tournaments and stuff, at maybe like five or six, and then went to, uh, we went to El Reno. I still lived in Mustang, but my dad had the, he was coaching the team at El Reno for the little league um, wrestling program over there, and they, uh, that that's probably where I really got um, a little bit more intense with it. Until uh, I was about shoot, until I got into middle school, and then when I was in middle school, I went to Mustang. Uh, Mustang went to middle school there and then in eighth grade I transferred over to UConn and so that's where I finished up my my high school career was over in in UConn so yeah it's uh, I was in it for about 20 years um, consumed everything you know just uh, trying to be the best version of myself every day uh, trying to get better at wrestling so it was awesome and uh, still I continue to to help out with the uh, with wrestling, I help out with Edmund North High School team. Uh, that's where I live, like you mentioned. Um, so it's it's definitely something that I'll probably stay involved in for the rest of my life, if I'm honest with you. For sure. So, with your dad coaching, uh, was he your primary coach then? Uh, growing yeah, 
Yeah, he was my primary coach. I, uh, I'd i say until middle school, he kind of backed off. He let my middle school coaches coach me. Um, but we talked about wrestling all the time. And, um, yeah, he was a big, super big help to me. And um, he was a big he, – like when he was competing in high school, he grew up in Tonkawa, Oklahoma. We wrestled at Central State, UCO. And so uh, um, he – he was a defensive wrestler, you'd say. And so whenever I was growing up, he was big on making sure I was very offensive. And even if I lost matches, he was just always trying to preach um, being offensive on my feet and uh, trying to score points. So, I, I mean, he, he helped me a ton and really was the reason that I was probably as good as I was. So um, it was a cool relationship to have with him during that time. And, um, yes, pretty lucky to have him. Awesome. So – what led you to Oklahoma State? Uh, being an Oklahoma guy, um, I, I'm sure you were aware. I mean, you were obviously aware of, of it. You were probably spent some time in the room, but um, you had options. You were a top recruit in your class, and um, you could have gone anywhere. What led you to Oklahoma State? Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, uh, I don't know about anywhere. I was to be honest with you. I mean, I was I was okay coming out of high school in a sense of rankings and everything. I was I don't know, maybe like the middle of the pack as far as like top recruits and everything like that goes that they have all the different rankings and whatnot. But, um, I, you know, Nebraska was a, was a school that I was looking at, uh, with, with coach Manning and Brian Snyder. There, there were two guys that my high school team would go to the, uh, summer camps up in Nebraska. And so I, I had some ties with them and I really enjoyed the time that, that I had up there. Um, but to be honest with you, just being, like you said, from Oklahoma and going to dual meets in Stillwater, it's a, it's a one of a kind place in my opinion, and um, it's just something that as a kid I just wanted to do. And watching uh, Chris Perry, you know, Jordan Oliver, uh, just all the guys that were there, um, and just seeing those those some of those matches when there was a ton of fans, it was just something that you know you, you kind of envision yourself doing. And so uh, when I had an opportunity to get um, a scholarship from OSU, it was to me it was just like why not? You know, it's. Uh, Definitely a place, you know, Coach Smith's one of the best ever and a place that I thought I could get the most out of my, my wrestling career. So speaking of training partners, then uh, tell us about when you first got to OSU. You were coming in with a pretty um, um, highly touted recruiting class with Joe Smith and, and Cade Brock and Nick Piccinini. You know, what, uh, um, what was it like when you first got to the room and uh, started your training? Yeah, I mean, it was competitive, man. We, uh, I mean, we showed up in the summertime, so um, I'm not sure. I'm th- I think they still do this, but we showed up in the summertime, um, that, that freshman class, and we stayed in dorms and had we took summer classes as well. And so you would train and you get a feel of, like, kind of how the season would look going to class and then going to practices in a sense. Um, obviously, you're going to take more classes during the actual semesters, but I think we had six hours. We are taking two classes, and – just going to practices um, twice a day, you know, lifting and then practicing. And so it was a cool time to, to kind of get a feel of what that training looked like coming out of high school. Um, I never wrestled freestyle wrestling until my junior summer of high school. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a lot different for me. It was, it was definitely um, the first time that I trained consistently for, you know, a full year. And, uh, and so I got a lot better that first you know, probably first four months that I was there, I got fourth at Fargo. Um, whenever my, I mean, it was my senior year, but senior year of high school, but we were there that whole summer. 
Um, and so I got fourth at Fargo. I lost to one of my teammates for third and fourth, uh, Tristan Moran. And so we were at the same weight, you know, and so that's, that's a thing that's in the back of your head. It's like, man, it just beat me at Fargo. And I, you know, I'm, I'm about to try to make this, this, the team at Oklahoma state with Dean Heil as the, the return of national champ at the weight. Um, so it's just, I just remember it being a really motivating time and, and, uh, I was just eager to, to get better. And, um, it definitely had the, the partners I needed for that. Um, me and Nick Piccinini, we were, uh, kind of side by side when we actually started the year in dorms, in a sense, our dorms were right, right beside each other. And so, uh, we, we got pretty tight and, uh, and he would train with Frank Pirelli at two o'clock for the RTC practices. And I would train with John Morrison and, um, yeah, we just we would train at two, and then we'd go to practice at three with uh, with the team. And so during that time, man, I got a lot better. And probably for we did that for about two months, um, from like August and September. And then towards the end of September, I felt felt like I was gaining a lot of uh, momentum in a sense of where I was at competing with John Morrison and and everything like that. So uh, one day at practice, I ended up we were wrestling live, and I broke my ankle. And so. Uh, that put me out for, for six months. I tore every ligament on the inside of my foot and snapped my ankle on the outside. And so I had a, I had a plate with six screws put in. Um, and then that was, shoot, I was out until there was a freestyle tournament. I think it was the junior, uh, us open tournament was the next one that I competed in, but that was about eight months later. Um, and so that was the summertime of, of 2016. And I got back from, uh, from being hurt, man. And, I went to that tournament in uh, Vegas, and my first my first match, I dislocated my shoulder, uh, and uh, that was pretty pretty emotional for me. You know, coming off of an injury, six months of recovery, and then dislocating your shoulder, uh, it put me back another six months. Headed into that 2016-2017 uh, season, um, and so yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. Uh, just I mean, like I said, I was out for recovery in a sense. I was out for a full year. And uh, so I didn't really have a whole lot of uh, competition under my belt or and or training at that uh, at that point even um, you know I you kind of when you're when you're hurt especially you know you're a freshman coming in you uh, you don't get a whole lot of attention if if you're you're not on the mat training if that makes sense you know you're in the back and so uh, you know that was something that I think motivated me a lot was just like you know when I get back from this I'm gonna be better than I was before. Um, and so it's just something that I think uh, it takes a special it takes a special person that's motivated to get something out of uh, their career um, in those times of being injured. You know, like I said, you just don't have the the coaching staff that's uh, you know pushing you through practices. You know, they got to they got to coach the team at three o'clock. They can't really worry about the the guys that are injured and can't wrestle. So um, not that they didn't care or anything like that. It was just you know you just don't get the training that you you would if you're actually uh, at practice. So it's, uh, you know, those injuries, they, they helped, they taught me a lot. Um, definitely a self-motivation of, of getting your workouts in at a young age, you know, uh, 20, 19, 20 years old, having to put myself through hard enough workouts that I thought were hard enough for me to, to, you know, get me ready for that college season. Cause I, I mean, I had no idea what that looked like. Um, I missed that freshman year. I missed all the open tournaments. And so my teammates, you know, Nick and those guys are mentioned, and they went to all the preseason tournaments. And, um, you know, that, that helps you a lot, that redshirt year, you know, going to those open tournaments and getting that experience. So my first, my first college tournament, 
um, was the OCU Open. Um, and so I ended up I ended up winning that. And then I went to, uh, there was a tournament in Reno, um, and I wrestled at uh, 141. I think that would have been 20, 27. Yeah, let's 16. See. Fall yeah, 2016. 2016. That's it. And so I, I went to that tournament, and uh, I beat some good guys there, at least uh, ranking-wise. Um, in the finals, I beat a guy from Wyoming, Bryce Meredith, who was pretty competitive at that time. Um, and so, you know, for me, it was like that was my big first, uh, you know, college tournament. And I performed really well. I was proud of where I was at and came back super motivated and um, ended up – we went to the Southern Scuffle, and uh, me and Dean were having a couple ranking matches in the – in the wrestling room, which is different, you know, you, you don't have the lights on you or just in a, you know, you're in a wrestling room. It's just a little bit different. And so I, I won those ranking matches, but um, they wanted to see, you know, who's going to compete um, and win at the, you know, Southern scuffle, just who's going to win in, in tournament settings and actually be able to perform uh, against the NCAA field. So that was kind of our deciding factor was the Southern scuffle that year. I, that, I think that would have been in 2017 because it was the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he ended up winning the weight. I got beat by a kid uh, from North Carolina. His name is Joey Ward. Um, he beat me, and then I got beat by uh, Jaden Ironman. He was a freshman also, but he was at uh, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, back to square one after that, man. You yeah. know, didn't make the team and pretty pissed about it. But, uh, you know, I went back to training and um, – you know, watched, uh, I went to the, I remember I went to the NCAA tournament that year in St. Louis and, you know, I was just, uh, pissed. It's probably the best word for it. Pretty motivated after watching Dean won it that year. He beat, uh, Bryce Meredith in the final. So, you know, having success, uh, at that Reno tournament. Um, and then also, you know, with, with Dean training with him, knowing that I could, I'm right there with everybody at that weight. Um, I just was super motivated to get some more matches. And, um, so I didn't have too many matches, I think I might have had like 11 or 12 matches going into my um, uh, – it had been 2017-2018 season. Um, and so, yeah, I went to 149 pounds at that time. Um, so I went up from 141 to 149 going into that. And I had some tough guys to beat. You know, I had Tristan Moran to beat out of the spot at the weight um, for the team. And then also Gio Martinez, Jordan Martinez. He came in from Boise State. Um and man, it was just like, like, you know, you're just super motivated, eager to get out there and compete. And then you also have to beat, you know, some guys that are you know, top guys in the country. So that's what I loved about Oklahoma State. One, this is just one of the big things. I, why I wanted to go there was the the competition within the room was, in my opinion, was something that was only going to make me better. And um, you know, I didn't didn't ultimately get my goals, but I think it, it put me in a position to to achieve them probably the best, I think, that, than anywhere if I would have went anywhere else. So, yeah. Definitely. So I, I got a couple different routes I want to take here. The, you know, John Smith speaks really highly of room guys. Yeah. And then really Boo Luell. <laughs> Over the last few years, there have been uh, – there, you know, this other starters, he's, you know, he loves his guys and all that stuff. But the way he talked about you with the hardships that you overcame with your injuries and everything like that, you know, you, you say that it's hard to get noticed when you're 
not on the mat. Yeah. You had to have been doing something in that time that really impressed John Smith. Because again, the way he speaks of you is just in a, uh, you're kind of at a different level, right? Like I, I, I don't, he doesn't speak about very many people the way that he speaks about you. So in that time, you know, you, you said that you were training and you were yeah. making sure you were staying conditioned and that you were still doing the, the right things. Um, how did you stand out in that way? I think like, like just going back to that competitiveness, you know, um, I think as, when I came to Oklahoma State, that was one of the big things he was preaching to, to our class was being competitive, you know, and um, that meant everything, you know, like in life in general, you know, if it was, if uh, if we're playing basketball, you know, as a group of buddies playing basketball, like I'm competitive, man, I want to win that. And um, just getting that, that desire to win is, is something that he preached a lot. And so, you know, hearing that and watching my teammates get to go to those open tournaments and um, during that time when I was injured, you know, you just, I would, I would train uh, before practice would even start. And then I would go watch practice. So, um, you know, most guys when they're hurt, at least when I was there, you know, I seen a bunch of times where guys get hurt, man. And they just kind of flake out, not flake out in the sense of like, uh, but, but they kind of do, you know, they just don't show up to practice or they'll get their, their rehab in for, uh, with the trainer, but you know, they, they don't come sit, sit and watch practice. And I just remember, you know, those times of like watching practices and, you know, you know, I wasn't just in there just sitting around like, Oh, you know, watching practice in a sense. Like, I mean, I was dialed in whatever they were coaching or whatever they were talking about, you know, I was, I was focused on what they were saying, the coaching staff was saying, and, you know, just watching guys train and, and uh, trying to be like them, you know? So like Alex Derringer was there at that time. And so was Dean and, you know, just seeing those guys train um, and getting to watch them, you know, just, you know, kind of just, seeing how their practices looked and everything like that was something that, that just motivated me to, to kind of push myself in the back. And, um, you know, I was, I was just, a just a dude that wanted to compete and be successful. So, um, I think he, I think coach Smith just, you know, he, he liked that of me and, uh, you know, and then it continued to happen. You know, I got hurt again. Uh, it would have been my 2018, 2019 season, you know, and then, so, you know, uh, after I all American in 2018, um, I came back and we wrestled in, uh, South Dakota, we wrestled South Dakota state and I dislocated my shoulder. And that was the first time it stayed out of place. Like before it would pop out and go right back in on its own. So they put it back in a place that time. And I remember like, that was pretty, uh, it was just scary. It was the first time that that had happened. So, um, but I had to rehab it. So I, I rehabbed it for two or three months and, um, decided to try to give it a shot. Uh, after that, I put together probably about a, a full month of training um, and didn't have any problems with it. And so I was like, let's go for it. And so um, I ended up dislocating it uh, at Gallagher against Iowa State. And uh, and so that put me out for the season. But I think during that time, I think Coach Smith just kind of saw, uh, you know, that, that I kind of talk of it like a dog. That's what I think of it, like, like a stray dog, me and – some of the guys on the team, like we just joke around about stuff like that, but you know, it's just that inner, inner competitor that's, you know, willing to, to find a way to compete, you know, and even though I didn't get to compete, I think just find it going through those experiences and, um, you know, just, just really pushing yourself and trying to get the most out of your training. Um, it grew, it helped me grow a lot, uh, as far as a competitor and, um, just kind of realizing you don't, 
I mean, it's a, it's great to have the coaching staff that you have there, and they're going to teach you a lot. But at the end of the day, you're the one that goes and competes, right? So, um, if if you don't have that that desire, that dog in you, that's you know pushing you to be better and um, to get the most out of yourself, it's going to be tough to get what you want. And uh, I think he just, again, I just think he he kind of liked that. You know, no matter what I was going through, what adversity came, you know, I just came when I came back to compete. I just, I put my my best uh, foot forward and try to try to be the best that I could. Yeah. So so establishing that mindset and kind of going through these hardships and and overcoming them. Um, what were you reading or, or listening to at that time? Because you know, facing that kind of adversity and um, just going through the things that you had to go through there that's tough especially for a 18 21 year old you know kid right yeah Yeah, Uh, it was was, uh it's definitely it was an experience that's for sure i think the big thing was i I got involved with the life church up there in stillwater and and uh you know i think i don't know i just it kind of helped me reevaluate everything that was going on in my life um i got to see you know, wrestling was just something that I was, I was fortunate to, when I was able to compete, that's just something that I was fortunate to do. Um, it's not something that you're, you're going to be given every single day. You know, you could be hurt, you could be what, anything could happen. So, um, I think it just brought a level of like, um, gratitude whenever I did get to compete. Um, and then also just realizing that, you know, there's just a lot, there's a lot worse things that could happen to people, you know, and, and, uh, that's one thing that I think, helped me a lot was just realizing my situation wasn't that bad, you know? And, and I mean, it, it definitely wasn't the best. I, I would love to compete. Right. But, um, you know, I had a, a roof over my head and, um, was able to still be around a, a team that had the same goal as I did and was just living out my dream at Oklahoma state. So, um, really, um, there's just a lot worse things in the world that can, that are going on. And, um, I think during that time, it really helped me open my eyes up and see, you know, uh, what I'm going through is just pretty small compared to what, um, what other struggles and obstacles, uh, are out there for people. So, um, I think it, that just helped me kind of get a different view of the world in a sense. And, um, just helped me kind of open my eyes to when I did get to train and when I did get to compete, it just brought that level of, uh, commitment out a little bit more and, um, just tried to make the most of every second of it. Awesome. That's awesome, Boo. Um, so going back to that competing and, and being a part of the, uh, those first couple teams, so you, you had your injury redshirt season, basically. Right. Um, then your freshman year, you come out at 141 pounds, and, and you know, Bryce Meredith was the defending runner-up. Uh, he had lost to Dean Heil that previous spring, right? And uh-huh. you go out there and beat him in Reno. Um, I think you beat two other ranked wrestlers in that time and yeah. that tournament as well. So um, I, you know, coming off the injury, iron sharp, sharpening iron, you obviously had uh, taken full advantage of that and those good training partners. Um, when you jumped to 149 pounds, um, you beat Tristan Moran for the spot. Um, did anybody else help you in that transition? Uh, yeah, Jordan, uh, well, that's what I was going to say to Gio Martinez. He was probably the one that was like, we had some really close battles. He kind of, me, me and his style, he was just so, so strong and explosive that, um, he just kind of, he gave me some problems and, 
um, I think competing against him helped me a ton. But um, during that summer, uh, twenty let's see, twenty seventeen summer, um, Jordan Oliver was he was in town for about two months, and you know being able to train with him and uh, pick his brain, get to be around him from day to day and, and training and everything like that. Um, I got a lot closer with Alex Derringer at that time as well, and um, so just being around both of them and getting to train with you know Jo during that time was I don't know man it was something that helped me um, probably excel my wrestling mindset in, in the sense of what I was doing in my matches and and what I wanted to get out of myself. Uh, he helped me a ton. You know it's one thing to have your coaches helping you out, um, but being able to wrestle with a guy uh, at his level and and uh, you know, um, just, just be able to feel what he's talking about, you know, while you're training, he's telling you some, some tactics and, you know, just getting to feel what he's doing. It's something that, uh, that helped me a ton during that time. So it helped me, you know, transition to that, that next weight class going up a weight class and, uh, you know, just kind of realizing how to, how to wrestle a full, a full seven minute matches is something that I think he helped me kind of get my head wrapped around and then, you know, uh, just, experience with it um and and just you know i think that coach esposito was another one that helped me a ton um with those matches and just just getting your head wrapped around what you wanted to get out of your each each period of your match and um yeah i think again he's just jordan has a uh unique take on wrestling and um you know it's just something that is going to translate well when he gets into coaching and um yeah, I was just fortunate to be able to have him. And, and that's the thing, you know, wrestling at Oklahoma State, you get guys like him to come back. I mean, I, I was up there this past week uh, on Wednesday uh, before Final X and getting to see him train with some of the fresh – like there's a freshman, Victor Vonovich, that's there. And seeing him get to roll with him, you know, it's just the same thing uh, that I was getting to do. And, um, you know, it's just something that's, that's uh, fortunate to be able to have that at Oklahoma State, you know, get those guys to come back when they're training for stuff. And, and you know, those younger guys that are coming into Oklahoma State get their hands on them and uh, you just kind of – they get to feel it. And I think that's just what, you know, the, the family of Oklahoma State's about is, is uh, always giving back to, the, to OSU and um, so you want to see him win. So that's uh, super fortunate to be able to have, have him come and – and, you know, like I said, he was training, but I was I was taking in every bit of it that I could. And um, yeah, that was a that was a big help in transitioning into that next weight class up. So on the giving back to OSU wrestling part, that is a very common theme. And I, I don't really think it's all that common throughout college wrestling where you have this environment where the competitors, they – go off and they do their own thing, but they almost always want to come back and give back and be a part of it still. Right. Even guys that, you know, from the outside, we may assume did, you know, and this isn't true with you, um, of course, but there are some that we may assume didn't have the best relationship, didn't have the best time in Stillwater. Right. right. But then you talk to them and they're like, oh yeah, I love OSU. I love John Smith. I love the fam. I'm part of the family. I want to be a part of it. I want to give that, give back. Right. What creates that environment is it that it is i mean it's is it that john smith's been there for 30 years he's you know built this legacy within his own coaching tenure on top of all the other tradition there is um 
is it a just a positive environment to be in emotionally and and you know obviously com- from a competitive standpoint but um do they help you become the man that you always wanted to be yeah man i think it's uh man it's it's a unique place um i think it's a time in life where you're around a bunch of guys that have the same um goals as you and um when you have that and the coaches that you have there uh it just creates a really unique dynamic and um obviously the tradition of the winning that they've had that Oklahoma state's had for forever is, is something that, you know, not every program has. And so when you see that and, uh, and just being there and being in it, you know, how it, you know what it takes. And, and so I think it's just, uh, you know, Stillwater is a special place when you've stuck it out there and, and you always, uh, you know, it's, it's always a, a place where it's going to feel like home. Um, and so I think that might be one of the reasons why, you see that people want to give back um, as far as the alumni go. And it's, uh, it's, it's just, uh, you want to see them win, you know, and um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a standard that Oklahoma state wrestling holds holds the wrestlers accountable to. And um, you wouldn't want it any other way, you know, uh, as soon as that starts to, to disappear, that's uh that wouldn't be good. So, and it's not gonna, you know, that's just how it is. And I think coach Smith, like you said, being there for as long as he's been there and, everything that he's done has been uh, huge for, for Oklahoma state. And then it goes on before him from the coaching, the coaches that were there. And it's just a, it's a place that, you know, uh, one thing that coach, coach Smith used to always tell us is, is, um, you know, somebody's done this before you. Right. And so that was something that would put it in a perspective for you when you're competing, um, you know, and, and you'd want to take the most of that opportunity. And uh, you just knew that you've had, previous Oklahoma state wrestlers do what you're trying to do. And so it just gave you a confidence that I can do this too, you know, and, um, it's just a unique program that, uh, I, I think it's just a contagious, uh, environment that you would always want to be a part of. And, and, uh, you just, it's, it's big family, like you said, you know, and in the most of programs, I mean, most of sports that are at Oklahoma state, that's how it is. You know, obviously we have the, the tradition and everything like that, but, as far as the University of Oklahoma State, man, it's just a, a big family. And, you know, I run into, in my business, I run into a bunch of Oklahoma State alumni. And even if they're not big into sports, you know, they know about wrestling. And um, even just being a part of Oklahoma State, you know, it's just something that is, uh, it's unique. Absolutely. Well, you know, that's a lot of good points there. What, um, speaking of, you know, alumni and, and giving back and all that stuff. You were there last week. You had an opportunity to see that new locker room. What, what do you think of, of that? Yeah, man, it's awesome. Uh, my, I'm trying to think of the year whenever they, they moved us down there. Um, I can't remember the exact year, but we were, I was fortunate enough to be a part of the old, old locker room um, upstairs in the wrestling room. So uh, we moved down there and it was nice when I was there, but now, man, that's a sweet spot. They got everything in there. So it's going to help, you know, being able to get recruits with that. And, uh, you know, just just helps the guys kind of, um, you know, just enjoy it a little bit more. You know, it's just a, another cherry on the on top of everything else. So it's a uh, it's it's a sweet locker room. That's for sure. So so I know um, having a lot of uh, nice stuff and, 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 and fancy things and, you know, doing all those, doing all of that, it's, it's a bit antithesis to 
John Smith of uh, yesteryear, right? When you're a freshman, he, when you when they moved you downstairs, he's probably like, I don't know why we're doing this, right? But I know he's changed his tune over the last year or two. But, um, you know, how, how do you think he stays uh, – he's got his way of doing things, his, his way of um, um, training and, and building y'all up and, and getting y'all ready. What do you think he's doing to stay on top of what athletes today want? Because, you know, you're different than what J.O. needed uh, when he was in 2009, right? Um, or than what uh, Espo needed in 2001 or whatever, right? Like every generation is, is changing. Um, how is he staying, you know, on top of what y'all need? Or is he still kind of that old school just um, why yeah, can't he no. do it the way I did it? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think he's any anything that's going to help the the program he's willing to do. Um, you know, I think that's a conception that most people don't realize. You know, he he's uh, he's modern man. He knows what he's doing. Um, I think one thing that that's just going to be there forever, uh, especially with him, it's just you know, um, as a competitor, all you need is a wrestling room. You know, put some mat, put some mats down and. Um, have some partners there and let's get after it. Right. So everything else is a plus. Um, you know, I've mentioned, you know, being able to just the things that I went through as far as injuries and everything like that, you know, you, I realized like there's a lot worse out there in the world than what I was going through. Right. And so I think one of the things that I took away from, from my time there and just coach Smith and his philosophy is, you know, we, he would bring in guys from Russia or, 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 um, France, there's been a couple guys from France come over, but to train, you know, foreign foreigners that are coming over to train and you're able to put your hands on them and everything like that, as far as training goes, it's, uh, you pick their brain a little bit and you realize, man, it's, uh, you know, we're very fortunate here in the United States. And so, uh, you know, some of the training atmospheres that you see, uh, across, across the seas is, is a lot different than, than what we have here. So, um, I think as a competitor, you know, you just, as far as far as um, you know, a trainer. You know, you need a trainer that's that's going to be able to help rebuild your body after being injured, or um, you know, just recovery. That's big, and we have that at Oklahoma State. So, as far as you know, just like things that are going to catch the eyes for recruits. Obviously, you know, you want these big flashy things and everything like that. But when you get into Oklahoma State, man, I think you just he, he, Coach Smith does a really good job of, of bringing that competitor out of you. You know, and and uh, and just that's always going to be there, and you know, you just he wants to win, you want to win, um, and you realize you don't really need a whole lot other than a, a Russell mat and some some gear to make that happen. So yeah, a bed to sleep in. Yeah, a little bed to sleep. In. They got that there now, man. You can sleep on the couch in there. That's right. Yeah, there, but... I saw that uh, the theater room. That's a pretty pretty nice setup. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jakara Winchester was in there watching. TV before she went out and yeah got on the mat so um that's fun man that that, that's a I think that's the right mindset I hope you know I hope a lot of the guys coming up are are like you and and speaking of that you know helping out at Edmond North and uh are you volunteering there as a wrestling coach yeah I mean I don't know what you'd call me I guess I'm one of the assistant coaches but um you know my mortgage business like they understand that's kind of my my uh, main objective in a sense of, of uh, what I'm looking to do with my life and everything like that. But uh, it is big, you know, that's something that 
that's something I'm really involved in as far as uh, coaching. Um, so I guess you could call, I'm not, I don't really have like a label. I guess you call me assistant coach um, or volunteer coach. And, you know, I, during the season, I try to be there. I tried to be there as much as I could. I was able to go. Luckily with this job that I work, I, you know, I got my phone, I got my tablet that I'm doing this on here and uh, I'm able to make my own hours, which is nice. So um, I was able to make most of the practices during season and then all the dual meets and tournaments. So um, it was really cool to be a part of that. Um, you know, I, I think it's, helped me as a as a wrestler try to you know get my ideas um onto the to the high school kids as far as how they want their matches to go you know every just everything that goes into coaching is is it was a learning year that's for sure for me and um i'm fortunate to be a part of it uh andy schneider uh he's his brother joe schneider was my coach in high school at uconn and so uh Andy called me whenever I, I talked with Coach Smith about, you know, if I was going to continue to train or if I was going to – what I was going to do. So I made that decision uh, the week after the NCAA tournament 2020 or 2021, and Andy called me and was asking what I was doing and told him I was moving down to Edmond North – I mean, to Edmond North, to Edmond, and he was like, well, hey, you know, you can help out at Edmond North if you'd like that summer. So I helped out with their freestyle program, and next thing you know, you just got involved in it, so – it's something I'm going to be doing for as long as I'm in Edmond. So I don't yeah. ever see myself really leaving. And uh, it's a it's definitely a cool program to be a part of. they got a bunch of really good athletes that, that are pretty young. And um, just seeing them progress, you know, they had their state tournament in February. Getting to see, you know, them train and, and the progression that they've made up to this point is really cool to see. Um, yeah. But at, and that's at the same tick of it, you know, I still have some connections back at Oklahoma State. So trying to get those guys involved with, you know, some freestyle practices up there and making sure that, you know, we're, we're competing together as a state um, is something that, you know, you just, as a competitor in Oklahoma, you want to see the state of Oklahoma do really well at the national scenes and, and uh, you know, and, and ultimately go, they go to Oklahoma State, right? And so uh, it's something that I'm, I'm hoping to, to, to help, you know, just grow the sport in Oklahoma and um, just fortunate to be at Edmond North. So, so helping out with Edmund North, and, and you're also helping out with uh, Hardell's operation there at the Oklahoma right. Wrestling Academy, right? Yeah. So, so making sure you're helping that next generation of, of Oklahoma wrestlers come up, um, you know, what uh, what are you making sure to implant in those young men and women as mm-hmm. as athletes and and as uh, competitors that yeah kind of drove you through your uh, competitive career yeah just uh my biggest thing because I, I mean I was competitive in high school and I think that um I think I always had that like eager to win you know that just that competitive spirit but when I got to Oklahoma State as I mentioned you know Coach Smith that was one of the things he preached big and you know just being competitive and everything you know that was something that he preached a lot and I think that's one of the things that I'm trying to you know, just pass on to the next generation. You don't have to be super, super crazy about it or anything like that, but um, just trying to be the best version of yourself in every aspect of life. So whether that's being competitive in the classroom and uh, trying to trying to get better grades than you got the previous, you know, test or the previous year, so that's something that's big and, and uh, you know, try, just trying to be better in every aspect. So I think that's one thing I'm trying to pass to the next generation is just uh, – always look for the best in yourself and 
And uh, when you do that, you know, you never, you never know where you're going to land on it, on the spectrum of things. Right. I, I tried to set high goals for myself and, um, you know, one of the best out of myself every day. And it, and it got me eighth and fourth at nationals. Right. So I don't know where I'd have been if I didn't, if I didn't go to Oklahoma state and get that kind of instilled in me. Um, and so I think that's just one thing that I'm, I'm trying to pass on to the next generation. It's just being competitive. So, so tell us more about how you got into the mortgage business and, and what uh, what kind of uh, services are you offering and, and all of that. Uh, you yeah. Know, you definitely want to hear more about your, your business. Yeah, so my uh, my girlfriend's dad, um, he owns the mortgage company. And he, he was just telling me, if, you know, if I didn't continue to train uh, freestyle, uh, you know, at, at Oklahoma State or anything like that, you know, if I passed this test, I could he'd hire me. You know, I had a general studies degree. Uh, at Oklahoma State, so nothing, nothing too crazy in, in a sense of like uh, a specified um, job lined up or anything like that. You know, I just my while I was at Oklahoma State, it was just like wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. We'll figure it out later, right? So I was fortunate to have that opportunity, and I, I, uh, it was definitely a little nerve wracking getting into it, right? Because I didn't know anything about business or um, mortgages as far as that goes. But uh, so yeah, so I passed the test and uh, just hit the ground running. Um, you know, fortunately I have, a, I have two, uh, processors that work with me. Um, and they kind of help me navigate the loan once it comes in, uh, under contract. And, uh, they, they do a lot that helps me get that, that loan closed on time. So, um, you know, we do all the loans you can think of conventional FHA, VA. Um, we have native American loans, uh, USDA loans. So we have, we have all the, the different loan programs you can think of. Um, and, uh, you know, that's one of the things is we got the best rates, right? That's one thing that people are, are always saying in the mortgage business. But um, I just do – I try to do a really good job of being communicative throughout the whole process. Um, you know, that's that's a big thing, especially with this, this that type of purchase. You know, it's a really big purchase. And um, you're, you're looking to, to buy a big big house, right, or just a house in general. And um, it's just being, being able to talk with your lender throughout that process is big and also talking to the real estate agents, making sure everything goes smoothly. And if they have any questions, being able to contact me at any time is nice for them too. So um, it's definitely a good, it's a good industry to get into something. Like I said, I didn't know anything about it. Um, it, it, it lets me have my, my own schedule uh, as far as like, I don't have to be anywhere at a certain time. Um, just being able to pick up the, the phone and, and talk to people. Um, and so it helps me free up some time to be able to help out with wrestling and and uh, also make some good money. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, what's the average uh, turnaround time for one of your uh, mortgage loans? What, what, sure. How long does it take to close? I, I average, average, it's thirty days. Um, but I've had, I've had a couple. I had one recently where we closed it in ten days. Um, yeah. And so, it's but we can close it in thirty days, and uh, and then if anything pops up, that's one of the things we pride, I pride myself on. Um, is if anything pops up, you know, I'm not going to not tell you about it. That's one thing in the mortgage business I've seen is there's a lot of loan officers out there that won't hit the uh, problem on the head. They kind of wait, wait around. And next thing you know, it's a few days before closing and people start getting bad news. Right. So yeah. one of the things I try to pride myself on is, is updating everybody. Whenever I get news, I pass it on to everybody else and um, just work through it with them and make sure that we get the, the loan closed. Well, I mean, I'm not going to make any promises for you, but it sounds like uh, 
in in this uh, real estate market that we're in. If uh, if you need somebody to process a loan quick, it, it sounds like Boo can do it for you. So uh, that's right, man. That's uh, that's that's probably the most important thing uh, these days, right? Uh, on, on trying to get a, a house. If there's no such thing as a small home purchase anymore. So, yeah, that's the truth. Uh, <laughs> that's good for you, man. Uh, that's I'm, you know, and another little secret on on that kind of thing is uh, no nobody knows what they're doing. You know, we're all just guessing uh, yeah. at this rate. I I, don't, I barely know how computers work, and I've been selling technology for ten years. So heck uh, yeah, you know, it's the it's the the way that uh, <laughs> we're we're all just feet to the flame at this rate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, four minutes left uh, before we're out of time, but uh, what? Uh, one more question, then I'll give you the floor. Um, what is it going to take for Oklahoma State to, to get number 35? Shoot, that's a question right there. I don't know, man. I think uh, I think just training and, and being competitive all year round is a big thing. Um, making sure that, you know, I think the, the guys are, are doing this and the coaching staff's amazing so they're they're preaching this on them as well but um you know just taking ownership in your your training and um the coaching staff's going to lead you in the right direction but ultimately it comes down to the athlete and they're the one that goes out there and competes so the more time that you have putting yourself through that those those training hours and and getting the most out of yourself and holding yourself accountable for your training uh the better you're going to be set uh when you go out to compete so i think that's one thing that um, would help them get to, to number 35 and it'll happen. Uh, like I said, the coaching staff preaching that. And, um, I know the guys, the guys want to the they have the same goal, so yeah. it'll come, uh, you know, the, the, as far as wrestling goes, man, the, the, across the board, you know, at division one level, wrestling's gotten a lot more competitive. And so, um, it's good. That's what you want. But, uh, you know, you just, you just got to keep holding yourself to a higher standard and, and they'll do that at Oklahoma state. Well, the talent's definitely there. Um, yeah, I think if you look at it, the two deep is almost all like top forty <laughs> recruits, right. right? So, um, well, awesome, Boo. Is there anything else you wanted to, to leave us with? No, man. Just uh, if, if anybody out there has any questions or just want to talk about real estate in general, give me a call. All my um, information is on social media. Uh, you can get my phone number or my uh, my email address there, and um, and then yeah, just kind of stay tuned. I'm going to be I'm trying to put, pump out some more videos for social media as far as mortgage tips go. So uh, stay on, stay tuned for that. And uh, let's just, uh, let's keep staying behind Oklahoma State Wrestling. Awesome. Well, you can find Boo. I, I will um, send out some of his um, stuff on Instagram. He's at Boo underscore loans. Yeah, on Instagram. it's kind of behind me a little bit. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I don't post yeah. the videos, so. Uh, I got you. Nobody wants to see see this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got otherwise, I'd probably clean up the my background. But uh, <laughs> the uh, no, um, I, I'll share your stuff on on Instagram. I just started using that, and Sweet. I I'm gonna be behind you on the on the TikTok. I don't think I'm gonna. I, I don't yeah. know if I want to play that game. Uh, but I we'll see. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, thanks so much for the time. And again, if if y'all are in. Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, Kansas, Alabama. Um, Bo will get or Boo will get you a loan uh, for any kind of real estate that you you want to get. So, um, condo in Hot Springs, you know, beach house yeah. in uh, Gulf Shores. Uh, um, uh, what a, a ranch in Kansas. Yeah, uh, reach out to me. 
yeah, heck, you, it sounds like you can do it. So um, we will definitely keep that in mind. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, we'll definitely pump out whatever, whatever you need uh, here at the Dynasty Defined Podcast. So Awesome, man. Thanks, you guys, for having me. Thanks so much, Boo. All right, man. Well, I'm going to stop recording. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Again, what a great inspirational interview with Boo Llewellyn. Uh, check out Boo Loans. Um, follow him on Instagram or uh, wherever you do your social media to get some real estate tips and to uh, um, make sure that you're getting a good deal on your loans. So sounds like he'll get you taken care of, do it fast, um, and, and get you the best rate and, and be straight with you. So uh, really exciting stuff. You know, love Boo Llewellyn the wrestler. Um, love what he meant to Oklahoma State and um, love uh, – uh, that he came on and, and gave us the time with his uh, busy schedule there, you know, slinging loans and coaching wrestling. So uh, pretty exciting, impressive guy. Thanks again for the continued support of the Dynasty Defined podcast. Uh, really, really appreciate everybody uh, at Final X and Stillwater. Really appreciated the folks who came up and, and said hi to me and, and made sure that uh, they uh, um, got – uh, face-to-face uh, so th- that's always exciting uh, I was um, it's kind of weird and <laughs> so it's, it's going to take some getting used to um, and trust me you know every every single one of you that did it you, you really made my uh, my weekend and and uh, it, you know made it a really exciting time so so thanks for doing that and um, if you're new to the podcast if you're tuning into your first episode uh hopefully you like what you heard go check out the other episodes we've done some great interviews uh if you like this one uh hardell moore uh john morrison uh, josh kendig and and Derek fix have all given uh, excellent excellent interviews to me um been very blessed with the uh um feedback that they've given and that with the uh, uh advice that they've given so there's some great information out there Um, but, uh, check those out. Uh, if you haven't already leave a review on Apple podcast, uh, five star rating on Spotify, uh, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I think I'm on every platform. If I'm missing one, you know, you let me know and I'll get on it. So, um, thanks everybody for tuning in again next week. We're going to try to do a Final X USA Wrestling recap, uh, talk about what happened in those events, and then we'll keep bringing the interviews. Uh, so um, keep tuning in, and uh, we're going to keep doing this. So exciting stuff ahead, and uh, we're really excited to keep uh, providing you with all of this Cowboy Wrestling content. It's... Uh, Uh, growing and uh, we're thrilled that you're all listening so we'll tune in next time as always go folks